Welcome to Corporate Podcasting Smarter. For business communications, training, and marketing, Corporate Podcasting Smarter is for enterprise-level and professional organizations and is an official podcast from Podbean. We feature interviews with industry experts, learning and development use cases, podcast network advertising best practices, and helpful tips for how to get the most out of podcasting within your organization or media network. Hello, hello, and welcome. Thank you for joining us for this live. We are so excited to be here today. My name is Norma Jean Blanke. I'm the head of events here at Podbean. And you are here for our November live stream, Structuring an Internal Podcast Initiative. We are so excited you're here today to join us as we speak to Vimal Parker, the Global Sales and Talent Acquisition Content Manager from Slalom. And they've very successfully launched their internal podcasting initiative. And she's here to tell us all about it, you know, what that looked like, roadmapping it, selling it to your team, and so much more. So stay tuned. Um, Corporate Podcasting Smarter and this series is brought to you by Podbean. We're one of the top hosting and monetization companies and home to enterprise podcast solutions. So if you want to know more, reach out to us at podbean.com today. And there's a link here in the description as well. So Vimal, hello and welcome. Hello. Hello, Norma Jean. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We are so excited to talk to you today about how to structure an internal podcasting initiative because yeah. you know, we talk all the time about like having an internal podcast, but from, you know, the content side, from the company side of, you know, first of all, getting the initiative off the ground, running the production of it, you know, making sure the team's on board, listenership, it's definitely, you know, a full experience and it, you know, taking things out of conceptual, um, the conceptual aspect of, you know, hey, this technology exists, right? <laughs> you right. can have an internal podcast. You can distribute it securely, uh, you know, and an encrypted podcast to your to your network, to your company and your organization with, you know, the convenience of a mobile app, all that stuff. We speak about that a lot, but we're so excited to speak yeah. to you today about, you know, the experience that Slalom has had with internal podcasting, what it's been like, what the initiative has been like, you know, how the team has really gotten on board. So we're just so excited to have you here today. Hello and yeah. welcome. Well, hello. Yeah, it's a great topic. I'm excited about it. Very passionate about podcasting. So it's yes. a good topic yes. to start the day off with. <laughs> yes, and for a lot of people out there who have podcasts or who are excited about podcasting, having yeah. a podcast at your organization or at your day job or within your corporate career is a great way to bring podcasting into your day job. <laughs> so totally is. I love how you just phrased that. I totally agree. Yeah. And for everybody out there, we're going to tell you today, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about how Slalom did it. It's we're, I'm okay. so excited. Um, yeah. So Vimal, first of all, tell us a little bit about you know what you do at Slalom and yeah. what Slalom as a company is known for because you guys are a really big sure. global company. Yeah. Um, great question. Um, so I, as you mentioned, I work for the global talent acquisition and global sales team here at Slalom. Um, and a little background on the company itself. We are a purpose-driven um, global consulting company, and uh, we focus in really on strategy, um, technology, and business. Um, so we, I'd say we have about uh, we're in about 45 markets around the world. Um, we have about 14,000 employees and we're growing fast. So a lot of opportunity to share our stories within our company and outside our company. 
Yeah, absolutely. And your role is really to tell those stories, which is so cool. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so, you know, the role was actually um, created because of the demand for storytelling at the company. So our CEO is really, really big about, you know, the importance of telling our stories to our clients, our prospects, our people, our teams. So it really started from the top in the sense of, hey, let's get behind this. Um, So I actually started off in talent management and working with the Atlanta market, um, one of our 45 markets. And we basically said, you know what, we need to figure out how to capitalize on the drive time in Atlanta. Because if anybody's living in Atlanta or, or familiar with Atlanta, yeah. it's a it's a it's an immense drive. And so prior to COVID, we had an average commute of 30 minutes a day. And so we were like, gosh, let's yeah. just, you know, take advantage of that. Um, So anyway, so my role, back to that question, was really um, kind of a catalyst to that was the demand um, that came out of the Atlanta market to do these in Atlanta. Um, And then our talent acquisition leader, Global, um, came in and said, you know, well, let's take this on the road and expand it. So I'm sure we'll get into detail about that. Um, But the role was created um, based on demand. Um, And then I shifted from the local market to the global teams. Um, And this is what I do is podcasting full time. Fantastic. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, you know, really, I think, you know, the fact that so many organizations and slums really at the forefront of this of, of prioritizing storytelling, right? Because that's yeah. how we connect. You know, we yeah. talk about this all the time at Podbean. There's a, there's a statistic out there that says, you know, people are more likely to remember a fact, I think 20 times more when it's in a story. <laughs> so it's, it's a like, story. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, that, that's such an important <laughs> aspect. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I also mm-hmm. think, you know, to take advantage of that windscreen time or, or, or windshield time, as a lot of people call it, you know, the commute times for your organization can yeah. be so valuable. Or if you have a sales force that's, you know, driving <laughs> or on the road. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I think too, um, you know, the drive time was a big deal a few years ago. And then obviously when we were all working from home, um, we shifted quite a bit. So it was a lot, just like every organization, it was like, well, how do you tell your stories in a more, I don't know, in a way that gets you away from the computer. So we kind of changed the way we promoted Solomon Air um, to be more about like, take a break from your laptop, get away from the screen, take yeah. a walk with Solomon and do it in, you know, a short walk, a long walk, whatever, whatever you need to take your dog out for a walk. Um, um, and be able to listen to our stories during those breaks. So we tr- we had to shift the way we were marketing them, but um, we you know we have an internal and external uh, podcast. So internally we we pushed it way more to getting out. And if you're not driving, then walk with us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So tell us about the podcasting initiative and how yep. it is now, and then and then we can talk about how it got started because I always like to know you know where are we in this moment? Sure. And then how did we yeah. get here? Great question. I'd say where are we in this moment um, is we have a two two aspects of our podcast. We have an internal and an external. Um, our internal, and I'd say, Norma Jean, it's important to note that both, regardless of either one, there's really two common goals that we have for either one, and that is to build connections and to educate and inspire people. So um, based on that, where we are today is that we have probably 200 episodes that we share um, one way or the other um, yeah. with our internal audience, um, which are we try to make them evergreen so they are um, timeless, we hope. Yeah. 
um, in most cases. And then we have an external podcast that we just launched a few months ago. And the focus really is to pilot the concept. Our CEO mm-hmm. is all about be bold. And, you know, once you go bold, you know, either fail fast or succeed and keep going. And so we launched um, our podcast externally just a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, with Podbean, um, and basically, it's it's focused in on our candidates, and so we we have told probably fifteen stories in the last four months, um, and basically try to set out a new episode once a week, mm-hmm. and we ask our talent acquisition, our recruiters, to help us um, elevate um, the message to our candidates about who we are and how do we really live up to our values with personal stories. So the nutshell is we've got two episodes, two different types with various yeah. story types. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And the use case is so interesting, right? Because podcasting, you know, has such a tremendous versatility and application within yeah. an organization such as Slalom. It's it's incredible. Yeah. You know, and and it, just hearing from people who've joined the company, you know, hearing what their recruitment process has been like, hearing how, yeah. hey, you know, working here is the experience that I knew I was getting into. There, you know, there right. was no surprises. Yeah. Like these people are who they say they are. You know, their corporate culture is transparent and all of that. So I yeah. think it is really important because especially in today's world, you know, sometimes you you know, you want a job and then you work somewhere and then, you know, it's a common story that I've seen definitely on LinkedIn where it's just not a good fit or or maybe, you know, you want to move on. So I think it's really important in terms of getting those employees and also keeping them as well. Our talent acquisition uh, leadership team is really, really uh, a big fan of us being able to share these stories with folks that are thinking um, about joining a company like Slalom. Mm-hmm. You know, joining a company and making a, sh- a, a job shift can be a big decision. And I think yeah. having the ability to hear the spoken word, uh, the authenticity, the vulnerability of our leaders, um, sharing these stories even before you join um, is a great way. Like, there's nothing more powerful than, hey, I really enjoyed talking with you about Slalom. Um, here's an episode from our, you know, our CEO or from our, you know, chief um, diversity inclusion officer, um, or, you know, here's stories about, you know, people on the workforce that have overcome, you know, serious, uh, I don't know, some opportunities at home while Slalom was there to support them. So it's really good yeah. stories to be able to share to candidates and with candidates yeah. as a way for them to get a feel of who we are before they, um, before they go to the next step. Yeah. Absolutely. And it really broadens yeah. their exposure to the overall organization. Yeah. Right. And podcasting is oh, so personal. You know, we're listening to a podcast on the same device <laughs> that we call our moms yeah. on, you know, that we talk to our kids on. Yeah. It's just something where, you know, that, that and having somebody else's voice, you know, you can really, you get so much from it. There's the intonation, you know, hearing yeah. their story, it really helps you connect and just understand the organization and the values and the yeah. people that, that you're hearing on a podcast. So absolutely from a recruitment yeah. standpoint. And and in terms of the internal podcast, I think that that's such yeah. an important aspect as well because you know it, when the pandemic happened, everybody went remote. You know, a, a lot of people in the corporate world, and mm-hmm. so not everybody, but a lot of people in the corporate world went fully remote. Yeah. And you know, you go from spending time in, with a person to spending time in front of a screen for eight hours a day, sometimes more. I know, right? <laughs> right. And so you know, to be able to say like, "Hey, take a break." you know, take a break with, with us. Like you can, you know, we've got resources for you or you can still feel like you're working or you're being productive, but it doesn't necessarily have to be in front of a screen, right? Take a right. walk, take your dog for a walk, do the dishes, you know? Yeah, <laughs> you're absolutely. To our podcast. Yeah. yeah. So I think the application there is, is just 
fantastic, especially considering, you know, where the world is. And even now, you know, with commutes, it's the same as well, right? So we're still facing that that opportunity to utilize time where people aren't in front of a screen or to give them the opportunity to not be in front of a screen as well. So that's, yeah, that's definitely a big one. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Our internal has been our biggest um, focus for, for four and a half years. You know, yeah. it's just, it's the, um, the external was just a few months ago and we we're learning yeah. every step of the way about learning, you know, how to, how to really gain an audience and how to keep yeah. an audience um, externally. Internally though, I think we have learned, um, you had asked me earlier about um, some of the, how it, how it started. Yeah. Um, I, I will add that um, we've come a long way in our learning journey. You know, <laughs> it's interesting about when we launched it internally within one market, we knew clearly we needed to tell stories about how we, examples of how we fuel innovation or, you know, how we help build better tomorrows for our clients. Um, but we know we needed to do that in a secure environment. And we knew that it had to be something that we could count on, that our folks could hear and they could hear in sound bites and small bites um, in a way that's told by the the teams are actually um, doing the work. Nothing more powerful than hearing from the exact teams. Um, So we we knew that we needed to... um, really capitalize on that. And so one yeah. market was the catalyst. And then um, our global talent acquisition leadership team had heard about it from um, from Atlanta's GM and said, hey, we understand you guys are implementing an internal podcast um, and we wanted to be able to do it, but we need to make sure it's secure. And that is something yeah. that we can do. So enter Podbean. Um, we did a lot of research on trying to ensure that we are um, telling those stories to our people, but in a way that was very secure. So anyway, then our um, soon thereafter, you know, uh, word got around. You know, we obviously didn't develop podcasts um, <laughs> at Solemn, but and came up with the with the idea. But what we did do is we were the first office that said, you know what, let's actually use an application, an app. And that's already passed InfoSec. And I know we're going to talk about that in a few minutes, yeah. but we wanted to make sure it was secure. And so um, our global teams, um, talent teams said, you know what, let's go ahead and tell um, these stories, but in a global fashion. So we took it from there and learned a lot about who our audience is, what's yeah. the content that we need to be telling, and also what our um, our customers, which are our consultants for internal, what they really want to know and what they really want to hear about. Oh yeah, I love that. Yeah. I love that absolutely. I mean, you know, employees are internal customers. <laughs> right? yeah, they totally are. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, you, they have to be happy to keep the organization running and to, you yeah. know, I think I think nowadays, especially you know, in the current climate, if people aren't happy, they may not be the most productive or they may not stay with your yeah. organization maybe as long as as they could. So it's definitely important. Norma Jean, you couldn't be more right on. You know, workforce engagement is is such a passion of mine. And I think engaging our people, whether you're, you know, just starting within the first week or well, actually, in this case, even before you've joined Slalom, because we have candidates that hear about um, our episodes um, from our can- or from our recruiters. Um, but if you're joining us and you're hearing these stories, um, you get the you get exclusive um, access to Solomon Air um, in the internal uh, podcast, where we do talk about you know, how we're impacting change in organizations to feel more connected. There's nothing more powerful than having a consultant in Charlotte, let's say, in our market there, um, 
share a story about what we're doing with an amazing client um, and then share that with our team in Japan. And there's a commonality because of the industry that we're in. So we talk about the industry, we talk about that, and we're trying to build connections. And so we're hoping that a Charlotte team will reach out to the, you know, the Japan team to say, hey, can we learn more and, and figure out how we can bring our best as slalom one, um, as one slalom to any type of opportunity that we, or discussion that we have with our clients. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it just, it, it kind of creates the opportunity for like discussion in a way and yeah. collaboration as well. Definitely. It starts the conversation, right? Yeah. It starts the conversation. Most of our stories are only 10 minutes long because we're just very, very sensitive to, um, you know, how, how long someone has to, to um, devote to a company podcast. Um, we would love it if we could make them longer. And I think we can, especially if the content is rich. And the content is rich, but at the same time, we know just from our analytics that um, there's a, a pretty significant drop-off after a certain point. So we try to do the best we can to make the story very compelling from the beginning um, from a content perspective. And we double down on trying to promote to the teams that actually need to hear it. One yeah. of the biggest learnings I've had is that you put out a podcast doesn't mean everybody in your company is going to listen to it. Yeah. I really used to come home every night and look at the Podbean results and go, "What? You know, I need more. I need more." You know, and then and then you know, leadership would say, "Well, do we have more?" And then I'm like, "Wait a minute." Does everybody need to listen to this story? Well, it's a nice to have, but what would be the real, you know, uh, measurement of success is is uh, we build connections, we inform the team that needs to hear it at the right time, in the right place, yeah. in the right way. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, the fact that everybody learns differently, I think podcasting really gives the opportunity for audio specifically. You know, within yeah. an organization you know, on the scale of slalom securely <laughs> as well, Yeah, which we'll talk wow. about in a minute, but you did mention the analytics as well. So, you know, yeah. it, it's such a big component and, you know, can you just speak a little bit about how you've tailored content to the analytics? Cause the analytics internally for podcasting, for anybody out there who's familiar with um, statistics and analytics for public podcasting, it's very different on the internal side. Very much so. Yeah, we we actually um, we we look at the Podbean's analytics, which are pretty darn powerful, right? So we we also because it requires authentication, um, we are able to with Power BI be able to see um, who's listening by by role, by person, how long they're listening. Um, so we're able to really figure out that you know we should probably double down on the audience that we know are listening. We also can tell you when, in the sense of when the hot times are, when someone. Is tuning in, um, and also by you know just geographically, um, in what area of the world people are really listening in. So we double down on where we know it's really great. Um, we also try to double down where we know there's a big opportunity. And um, if we know that there's not a lot of listeners in a given market, uh, we try to to actively promote there and uh, see if we can get some new listeners that maybe didn't even know about Solomon Air. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. and I, I love what you also said about, you know, using those analytics to your advantage, right? Yeah. You see a drop off at 10, 12 minutes, you make the episodes 10 minutes. You know, exactly. it's something where you yep. can really create content that's tailored to your listenership, to the people within yep. your internal organization so they can get the most out of the podcast. Uh, 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, one thing about what we, we have found is that, you know, just trying something um, that you feel like, wow, you know, you've heard some feedback, you know, we want to hear from our leaders. We want to hear from, you know, where we've made an impact from an industry perspective, let's just say. Yeah. And we try to tell a story about like, hey, this might be a good topic. And what's so good about podcasting is you can, this medium is so agile. It's so flexible. We're able to even tell a story. We had a huge client event uh, a couple months ago, and it was a great opportunity to, to reach out to our clients. And we had client participation. We had some amazing speakers from the outside. Um, and it was, you know, it, it was inclusive in the sense that we were all able to see it on stream afterwards. Um, but what we wanted to do was to really tell the behind the scenes of what was happening in an event like that. We wanted to talk to the people who put it all together and say, hey, you put together this amazing event. Tell us how did it really go down? You know, how was it? We had some great speakers. And so we're able to turn that story around within 24 hours. Wow. And one of one of them was actually in Munich, uh, our one of our guests. The host was actually in London. And um, our audio engineer and myself were in Atlanta. And so we were able to get us all together on this podcast and say, tell us about this event, um, yeah. and then edit it and turn it around and promote the heck out of it within our organization within 24 hours. Um, wow. I think that's a pretty good, great um, example of how podcasting can meet you where you're at. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And especially when you're working with a global team like that, you yeah. know, to put on and produce an event of that scale, it's something where, okay, you know, we want to tell the story of how we pulled this off, you know, how we got this off the ground, how we successfully launched this initiative and this event. Yeah. So people want to hear that, you know, they really yeah. do. They want to know the behind the scenes as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So tell us a little bit about the nuts and bolts and the structure of recording and and building out the the podcasting team at Slalom, um, creating content goals as as well. So um, once we identify that there's a story that we want to go after, um, that we feel like, gosh, this would be a really good story for our sellers mm-hmm. or for our candidates, um, we schedule it. Um, the nuts and bolts is that we do um, a lot of planning ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, I may or may not know the team very well, but when I hear a topic, I like, gosh, it'd be great to be able to get to know the person that we're talking to before yeah. we actually record um, and build a relationship. So we do a planning call um, with myself and the guest uh, before we even bring the host in, because I really want to make them sure that feel comfortable and that they know what to expect as a result of this episode. Um, And to hear the passion around a certain topic that they really want to elevate or illuminate, I guess, um, through the conversation. So if I know what the passion point of the conversation is, I want to make sure that our host um, also has that opportunity to be able like, yeah. okay, that's a great, you know, it's great insights. When we do record, it still sounds fresh. It still sounds very conversational, but it is pointed to specific aspects that, um, that ignite a good conversation with the guest and the host. Um, yeah. so we, we do planning calls. We do the actual recording, um, with the, our audio engineer, um, and myself, and we basically do the planning call. We do the recording, um, two days later. So we try to keep the planning call and the recording um, in the same week, mm-hmm. uh, but just separate because that way it still seems fresh when you actually begin the recording yeah. um, and the conversation still feels like it's um, a first time hearing it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, and then we have a freelance editor and uh, myself who actually um, edit the episodes and then we market them heavily um, as a result once they're, um, once they're launched. 
Perfect. And and in terms of putting the team together, building out the podcasting team in terms of production and content, what was that like in terms of of launching the initiative and, you know, in terms of internal podcasting and making sure that, you know, you have everything set up for success? Yeah, that's a good one. Um, you know, we we're at Slalom, we are so um gifted by the fact that we have so many, we have an army of volunteers, an army of people within this company that say, you know what, I want to get involved because they are passionate around a certain topic. When we first launched Solomon Air, um, we didn't really go in it with, oh, we're going to go build out this entire team and, you know, and, and then build the product. We did the opposite, right? We actually <laughs> sent in, we sent an email out to, um, to, a ton of people in the Atlanta market and said, Hey, we're thinking about putting on a podcast. Um, do you have any interest in being involved? And we got so many responses from oh. amazing consultants at the company yeah. that said, Hey, we do podcasts on our side. We have our own podcast, you know, individual. And um, so there was nothing more powerful than to be able to have people in a room that can brainstorm or ideate on an idea of how to actually birth this, this idea mm-hmm. of a podcast internally. And so we put all that group together. And to this day, a majority of them are still involved four and a half years later. Wow. Um, and they're actually doing this as in addition to their full-time jobs, which is being a full-time consultant here at Slalom. So, um, wow. so we, we, yeah, so we have an audio engineer, we have freelance, so we have a writer that um, listens to our episodes and helps us craft the message to be able to articulate the why listen, mm-hmm. um, you know, what's in it for me as a, you know, as an employee here, as a member of the workforce at Slalom, if I'm a recruiter, mm-hmm. if I'm a candidate, like why listen? And then we mm-hmm. take those, um, aspects that are pulled out from the writer and we really try to promote heavily um, to get folks to, to, to tune in because now they feel like they know what the content is and it's worth their time. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it, it's important, I think, from an internal perspective because people's time is so precious, you know, especially yeah. in in the corporate world, you know, just sometimes, you know, you're working and you think, oh gosh, you know, another work thing. But if it's interesting and it's fun and it's exciting right. and there's a takeaway, mm-hmm. you know, I, it's something where people get excited about it and it doesn't feel like work, yep. you know? Yeah, well, you want people, exactly. People want to stay connected. They want yeah. to be in the know. Yeah. And I think being able to say, hey, did you hear that episode? You know, if we can generate a buzz, um, then I think that's a measurement of success. I don't really look at the downloads and the listens as much as I used to, as much as I would I would look for, um, you know, going back to the guest and saying, yeah. you know, did, did, did people reach out to you? Did they ask you to learn more? You know, do you have any follow-up conversations that are planned? Did anybody say, hey, I didn't know you before, but I feel like I know you now. And it's overwhelming, the kind of response we get from folks that say, yes, I definitely did. I'd love to build a loyal listener base, not just one episode though. So if we can keep the cadence of having one a week and having our people feel like they are in the know and feeling connected on a regular basis, mm-hmm. they'll only listen to the ones that, that they feel like they need to at the time. Um, mm-hmm. We have felt like just in time is really a good thing when you're about to meet with a client or you're about to meet with a team about a certain, let's say, industry or capability or topic about how we fuel innovation or why data is important. Um, We, you know, they can search using the Podbean app and they can search because we tag every single episode um, with um, metadata that allows you to do the search and to be able to say, okay, here's all the stories that have to do with a certain topic. And I want to listen to these before I walk into a meeting or, or a Zoom call. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, um, absolutely. You know, talk about this topic. So, yeah. 
Absolutely. And, you know, I think the communal aspect of that is so important, you know, just creating that feeling of community in an organization, that feeling of being connected or of having, you know, oh, I really resonate with that person's experience or, yeah, you know, that feeling of connection is so important. Um, And and you spoke a little bit, I mean, that's incredible about the podcasting consultants. I love that so much, (laughs) you know, and, and that's really one of the things that for us at Podbean is so exciting because so many podcasters are like, oh, how can I bring podcasting into my, you know, my corporate job or my day job? And so it it, it really is an opportunity. Um, and in terms of how the initiative is owned internally, um, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So um, it is uh, primarily it's it's actually shared ownership um, through our global sales team, our global talent acquisition team, and our global marketing team. So um, it's so amazing when you have different teams that have different aspects of why podcasts are important. The global marketing team, from a building our brand perspective externally, it's powerful. It's also powerful when it comes to comms um, and how we're sharing big news that's coming out. Um, about a given topic. So comms obviously sees it as an opportunity to, to really elevate. Um, we do, you know, great stories about raising your voice, which are inclusion, diversity, and equity stories. Um, every time we've, you know, have a really big um, event or, you know, externally or internally um, that's coming up, um, we try to tailor an episode um, to our employee resource groups, our raising your voice um, groups. And, um, and that is also a really key reason why global comms is also very invested because it gives us a chance to share the spoken word um, from, from our people. Um, when it comes to global sales, you know, it's uh, pr- pretty powerful to tell our sellers how we won big projects and uh, yeah. maybe what makes Slalom um, different from what's our unique differentiator of, of why we were able to win the work. Um, so we do yeah. double down on the selling community um, and we try to help share that with our sellers. Again, that's internal um, yeah. behind SSO. So we do feel yeah. like we share that. Um, when it comes to talent acquisition, as I mentioned earlier, it's probably the most powerful is our external is, is to share it with our candidates. But we yeah. also internally just wanted to add this um, for our talent acquisition team to hear these stories and to feel like, wow, having, having this knowledge helps them have these type of conversations with candidates so they can pass along these stories, right? It's not just a matter of forwarding a link to a candidate, but our yeah. recruiters listening to these stories and saying, wow, I'm filled with pride. I now know what we do and um, or particular a- areas of impact that we've had. And I want to be able to retell that story um, masked or unmasked to um uh, to our candidates. So it's a great conversation to have when you listen to these stories at, as a result of, of an episode. Absolutely. And there's just a couple of things there that I want to, that I want to reflect back on. I mean, just the impact, you know, from the recruiter side, right. Of hearing the, you know, the story and the experience of the candidate, you know, I think that that feedback also really helps recruitment overall. Right. Yeah. And then on the sales side as well, you know, just, just having feedback, positive feedback, number one, but then also the opportunity to refine your process, processes, yep. <laughs> processes, <laughs> yep. um, you know, refine your processes and, and, and hone in on, you know, what is working, what does make an impact. And yeah. on the sales side, you know, the value proposition, what made the difference in a sale and how other yeah. people within the sales community and the sales force within the organization can utilize those value propositions within their yeah. own, 
you know, sales endeavors and portfolio. Like it, it, the impacts are just, are just incredible. Um, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Oh, very cool. So uh, we, you mentioned SSO as well, um, yeah. on the internal side, which we, we do have at Podbean because, you know, it is secure, but it is easy to use as well. Yeah. And I want to talk a bit about procurement and infosec because that's mm-hmm. such an important aspect of internal podcasting, especially with an organization, you know, of the scope and the scale and just the, you know, honestly, the, the level that slalom, you know, performs at, you know, and the, yeah you know, where you are in the market um, Mm -hmm. and, you know, kind of what's expected on that level. Um, InfoSec is so important. Yeah. So, you know, many companies, including Slalom, have such strict standards, you know, for security. It's yeah, it's not something, right? Yeah, it's like, yeah. you know, it probably it's people ask, and it's intense. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. And it is something that, that, that we're aware of and we always work with our clients on this. You know, it's something where we're going to, we're going to meet you at your level. Um, yeah. And sometimes people are so excited about podcasting and we're like, great, when does your initiative start? And they're like, oh, we want to get started next week. And they would say, okay, how long's your procurement process? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I want to talk a little bit about what that looks like um, because it's so important and you want to be secure and you want to make sure that, you know, you can take that deep breath and that, you know, everyone within the organization is comfortable internally sharing information, communicating within the platform and that it's secure. Um, So tell us a little bit what that process was like for you. It was painful, um, but it was a, but it was good. It was good, and it was all worth it. Um, it was uh, when we first launched in mm-hmm. uh, in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. That was the biggest. Um, you know, we thought, oh, we just put it on YouTube, or we put it on stream, or we put it on Wistia, and we're like, oh yeah, oh no. Uh, we found out after like two, maybe two or three. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like we got. I got a text message from from uh, one of our GMs, and he was like, take it down, take it all down. <laughs> okay. And uh, and so that was learning the hard way about yeah. like, oh gosh. Even if we're doing something on a on a a pilot basis, mm-hmm. uh, we were just trying to figure out where we were going to be able to host the episodes yeah. back then. But after the second episode and getting that text to say take it down, it was like, oh wow! And um, so uh, you know, learning experience. Uh, yeah. If I could do it over again, um, definitely would have switched that, reached <laughs> out to InfoSec first. Yeah, um, and our security team. I mean, can you imagine that slalom? It's it's an amazing team. I mean, the standard <laughs> that you guys up, uphold as a, as yeah. an organization, it's it's important, you know, and and not only yeah. internally but also your clients trust you as well to uphold oh that standard. Gosh. So for organizations, yeah. you know, big or small, it's it's incredibly vital to make sure that the security yeah. not only fits within your own organization security protocols, but you know, the technology is applicable and useful. So that's, that's so important. And at yeah. Podbean, you know, we, we don't, you know, we don't compromise. <laughs> it's, right. It's, and I think that's yeah. why InfoSec did, absolutely got involved afterwards. Yeah. You know, we wrote a business plan together yeah. and yeah. said, here's, here's, you know, what we're looking at. And then, you know, InfoSec and Podbean worked together yeah. um, quite intimately on ensuring, you know, d- data security from, from the get go. I mean, it, yeah. it took a few months. Um, it, uh, I, I would recommend bringing InfoSec in, in the yeah. beginning um, because what, you know, we don't know. I mean, at a company like Solemn, when I joined, we had 
you know, um, 22 markets. Now we have 45 and I think yeah. we had 6,000 employees. Now we have 14,000. So I say that to say is like, we've, we're growing fast and so is our InfoSec and our teams to make sure security. We have a great global legal team that gets involved on every episode before we launch externally. We have to have signed permissions by our clients yeah. um, and any voice that we have that's shared externally. So internally, it's very secure. And yeah. it's to me, it was easier to go from internal to external than it would have been external to internal because we already knew the app. We already knew that we could switch the, we could turn on the switch to external pretty easily. Yeah. Um, once we knew that everything else was secure. So um, yeah. bringing InfoSec in in the beginning, um, there was a lot of conversations with Podbean. Um, we, we, I think that took a few months as I was mentioning. And then after we got the green light, um, many, many of our markets have experimented with the idea of a platform uh, for their particular use. Um, and all of them have to go through InfoSec. So I yeah. think we always tend to lean them and point them back to Podbean just because it's already passed our security. Um, our security team and we know yeah. it works. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a couple of things that I just, I just want to reflect on. I mean, number one, InfoSec is so important <laughs> like, and Final. we're very familiar <laughs> with this. So, you know, when you're, when you're looking at hosting internal podcasting within your organization, you know, security is, can be the make or break factor. It really mm -hmm. is that, you know, important. It is that vital, you know, and, yep. and if, and if you, you know, you can't meet your organization's strict information security protocols. You can't launch the initiative. Like it's just. Like, well, so we we had a very intense. We had three consultants do um, some discovery before mm -hmm. Podbean was selected. We knew we had to go through InfoSec and write the business case, and the security was number one. That was yeah. all it was really boiled down to. You can have great audio, you can have great um, user experience from the app, but we wouldn't be able to have the green light unless we knew it was secure. So three consultants got involved. Um, they teamed up to look at, I think, 10 different platforms for us and to determine what was, you know, what avenue and path should we go to from a podcast provider, yeah. hosting provider. And Podbean was at the top in the sense of from a security, just from looking at previous reviews. Um, I think if I recollect internal podcasting slalom and Podbean, we were at the beginning together. Yeah. Um, so we were learning together how to make sure that we can pull this off. And security, though, was already in place. Yeah. So um, it was just that we were as a user were first, uh, one of the first to come in and say, as a company as huge as Slalom, can yeah. we can we take this together and go on this path together? So really glad that we did that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's been, you know, such a successful initiative for you guys. It's it's really exciting. Um, and at Podbean, you know, in terms of our security, we're so uncompromising. It's it's really been, you know, something that has made the difference. I can just say, you know, and for anybody out there who's exploring internal podcasting, no matter who you go with, just be clear. <laughs> and also check yeah. in with your information security team, you know, check in with legal. What are the, what are the requirements for your organization? Cause we'll meet them, you know, and we'll have those conversations with you. But, um, you know, when you're working interdepartmentally, it's so important just to loop in those departments, just to make sure that yeah. everybody's on the same page. Yep. Anytime that we, um, do any external episodes, we start with, um, the relationship lead and ask for signed permissions from the client 
before we go any further on planning calls or recording. Having an understanding if the client is willing to share their story with us themselves and us being able to share that story, I think having that common understanding in the beginning is a really good thing. It's a great relationship conversation for the relationship lead within Slalom to be speaking to a client and saying, hey, we'd love to share our story together. Um, In order to do that, would you be okay if we did a podcast and can we sign these permissions um, before we did that? I'm talking about external. And um, so we start from that in the beginning and then we're able to say, okay, we have that relief. Um, And then we then we actually go to a global legal team yep. and we say, hey, before we actually record, this is the this is the topic. Are we okay to proceed? Yeah. So there's very many, there's many layers, but once you nail those layers down and those particular steps, yeah. it it's easier from there. Yeah. And it's on autopilot. Yeah. Absolutely. Autopilot. Yeah. So exactly. Exactly. And it's it's just something where, you know, depending on the, the depending on the requirements of your organization, it's just something to be aware of. Um and and in terms of in terms of, you know, if you had to go back and, and make sure, you know, or recommend best practices for anybody looking at implementing internal podcasting, you know, what would be, you know, I, I think you mentioned like looping in InfoSec, looping in legal, you know, from the get-go. Are there any other best practices or, or things that you might go back in time and implement or recommend? Mm, that's a great idea. I think, um, a great question. I think... I think, you know, when we first launched the podcast internally, um, everyone was our audience and we were like, gosh, this is going to be relevant. And then I think it's important to know who your audience is and it's okay to just pick a segment of the audience and say, and like in our situation, it is sellers, it's our talent acquisition team and it's our candidates. And if we could double down on that in the beginning, I think it would have been, um, I don't know, it feels it feels like being able to say, who's who's my audience? What message do they need to hear? Why do they need to hear it? Um, I, I think it really helps you tell a very crystal clear story yeah. um, to that audience versus trying to build something for everyone um, and then find out it's only segmented. So I, if I could go back, I think having a clear, clear um, definition of who my audience is, um, clear measurements of success on how do we feel like we can all celebrate together yeah. and say, hey, we've got something that you know is, is engaging and is working. Um, and I think also audio quality um, has really, really, um, being that everybody's working from home or, or many are, um, I think that having the ability to um, share audio equipment, um, like uh, maybe a travel kit of um, headphones, speakers um, to your clients instead of asking them, hey, can you find something? Right. Hey, what kind of mic are you using? Or, right. you know, can yeah. you not use the speaker on your laptop on on uh, yeah. on speaker out loud while we're recording? Yeah. Right? Exactly. I have a good set of headphones. That's such a great yeah. idea, you know. And I think, yeah. you know, what's what's so what comes out so clearly to me is, you know, in the work from home wave that we all experienced, it's something where, um, you know, we don't know everybody's audio setup, right? <laughs> Right. And I think yeah. Zoom calls, there were definitely some best practices that kind of went around depending on your organization or even just on LinkedIn. You know, there, yep. there were some best practices that went out about, you know, have a good set of headphones, make sure, you know, a bunch of different things beyond time for the Zoom, all those things. Yeah. But I think from a recording perspective, you know, just having a checklist and then also, you know, internally for the team, hey, here's a kit or hey, we're doing an interview next week. Here's a yep. set of headphones. 
and a travel mic. We just want to make sure that you're set up. You know, I, yes. I love that. You know, when you're done, yeah. pop them in the mail back to, you know, back to our team. I think that, you know, what, yeah. and, and if everything's internal, you can absolutely do that. It's so cool. Yeah. You know, just to well, make sure I, you have the consistency of sound as well. Consistency in sound. That's a perfect way. And, we, and, and that was, and the answer was more to the question about learning experience. We didn't yeah. do that from the beginning. It was always, hey, do you have something? Can you borrow something? Can you step into the office? Um, can you go yeah. buy something at Best Buy? It was always like, yeah. you know, and then let's get our audio engineer to test your audio. Um, there's so many steps involved. And I think now looking back, having a travel kit of just one or two that you can send to each other, like you said, with instructions about how to use it, um, it really does help because in the, then and we even have clients on our recordings now. So if you go, you know, listen to Solomon Air um, externally, in many cases, we have our clients joining. And so ha- having a client go find a mic, um, you know, isn't the best and most ideal. It would be great to say, check your mail, check your house. It's going to be, you know, it's your doorstep yeah. um, and try it out. So I think that's a really big learning experience as well as is the audio equipment. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a great best yeah. practice for internal within your organization because, you know, they're, they're already, there's already equipment being exchanged and on loan. You know, there, there's everybody yeah. already has a company laptop, right? So, you know, it's just another, you know, additional company device that is going to help yep. create that in- incredible content and consistency, you know, within the sound of your podcast. So that's yeah. such an incredible yeah. best practice. I'm just, oh, so cool. And I have one last one, if okay. I may add. Best yeah, please, 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 please. Is- is really marketing the episode. You know, yeah. um, what I have found if you if you have a great story and you've great audio and you have it, but but you know, it's like but does anybody even know about it? Um, so I think realizing before you even record it, um, we do talk with the guest about like, who's your audience for this episode? Like, this is a great story, but who do you find yourself telling and retelling the story to? And oh, then we together that. come up yeah. with, here's the audience that we want to really promote it to and mm-hmm. with once we tell the story. So they're part of the journey with you. They want that same episode to be successful. They yeah. want that, that their episode to be something that's promoted. So they'll give you you know, a whole array of like a variety of, of possibilities of, you know, industry, offices, markets, people. And so we put together equally as much time in how to promote the episode once it's done as we do to actually recording it. Um, so marketing it in a company newsletter, in town hall meetings, in meetings that are going on within each market um, to have them. Uh, what we do is we put together um, a biweekly email that goes out to everyone who has a Solomon Air um, podcast episode, uh, mm-hmm. podcast um, um, actually loaded. And so we are able to send them every two weeks an email that says, here's the latest episodes. And so we do to actively promote those episodes as well through email, um, through our, our SharePoint site, our website, um, on stream. So we have multiple ways to access it and multiple yeah. ways to get the word out about it. Oh, that's so important because I think also with how busy everybody is in today's world, right? It may be something where you're like, oh, let me open the podcast and then you get a phone call, right? Or, you know, you're like, oh, let me go back to that work email or whatever it is, right? And so, oh, Norma Jean, I think you have to see it three times before someone says, you know what? I've seen this episode come through in three different ways. Let me listen to it. And I I think the most powerful one isn't going to be, what's that phrase? It says you send an email to everyone and it really goes to no one. So I hear that phrase a lot to say, you know, because, you know, global emails, it's, they're powerful, but you know, you skim them because you're very busy and you're thinking, wow, I've got a lot going on. I'll come back to that later. Then all of a sudden you 
see it again in a different email and you say, okay, well, maybe it's time that I invest some time. And then by the time the third time comes um, through a different angle, it's nothing more powerful than someone to forward a link to an episode and say, this is really powerful. I would love to personal word of mouth recommendation. Yes. Yeah. That's the most powerful. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I think it is, it is something that, you know, people would think, oh, it's internal. People are automatically going to listen, but communications don't always work that way. <laughs> I don't think they no. really ever work that way, you know? And that's yeah. why we have internal communications. Right? <laughs> so. right on. I mean, in the old, I mean, I'm, I know in the old days, it'd be yeah. like, you put it out there in your company and you're like, Oh, everybody's going to listen and, and, or, or, or read. Yeah. Um, you know, we've shifted a lot. We've done a lot with videos. Companies done a great job with video yeah. and the written word and blogging and, and dot com yeah. stories. But when it yeah. comes down to this is just one additional medium to many different channels in a com uh, environment. But I think being able to have this as an, as a, a platform that you can use, um, it's low risk. It's very, you know, as long as you get the infosec, um, yeah. it's also something that I feel like, you know, once you get the buy in from your leadership team that says, you know what, I want us to keep doing this. Uh, I think you can fly with the podcast in a comms world. Yeah, absolutely. And just the the use case is just amazing, especially because we're on screen so much. It's just really, yeah, yeah. it's just really yeah. incredible. Um, and I want to I want to kind of ask you next: what have been kind of the defined measurements of success for the initiative? Because you guys have fourteen thousand employees, and you mentioned you know really honing in on a niche mm-hmm. with with the sales, you know, with the sales uh, employees and the sales um, community. Um, but then like what, what kind of listenership is deemed a success and how do you define those success parameters? Yeah. Um, well we, um, you know, we use the Podbean data to give us initial data, right. About the information, but we do have an amazing power BI team that actually is able to dissect about who's listening and when. So one measurement is people combing through it, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, they can tell you the role. I mean, you know, now that it's, you know, by employee, we can, we can tell you who's a first time listener, who's Mm -hmm. how many episodes you've listened to by person, um, within, Again, this is internal. Yeah. So we're able to see this kind of information. Um, so we're able to say, okay, look, you know, this this is the number of X number of sellers we have in this organization. Um, how many of our sellers are actually, do they have the app loaded? Um, uh, and are they listening? And, and if they are listening, how many episodes do they listen to? Um, how often? So our measurements of success, and the same thing with candidates. Um, I mean, uh, talent acquisition, we know how many recruiters we have. So if you know your if you know your listener base in the mm-hmm. sense of we're not trying to measure it by 14,000. I, I gave up on that a long time ago. <laughs> it is yeah. it is more yeah. about if you know your target audience, in our case of sellers, it's candidates um, and it's our recruiters. The only one of the mm-hmm. three that I do not have a finite number on yet is candidates because okay. these are external. It's yeah. uh, it's passive candidates. It's active candidates. Yeah. Um, so we use measurements like in social media, from impressions, um, yeah. shares that are, I mean, we, we promote every episode to our TA team and ask them to um, promote it on their social media. And um, so the last 15 episodes we've had externally um, out of, let's say, 350 recruiters, I'd say um, 200 of them usually forward um, an episode um, out yeah. on their LinkedIn profile and promote it. So we're very thankful and so appreciative when um, when they hear something, they say, hey, I want to promote it and share it with um, all of all of external. So a measurement of success would be that, but they're also yeah. um, the ones that go unspoken. 
when it comes to, I want to say, not measurable, is um, mm. the connections that are made. You know, yeah. the I didn't knows I the connections. We do send out a um, a quick survey to the guest about three weeks after an episode has been um, promoted, mm-hmm. and we ask the guest if there's been any connections. Mm. Has you know had did you have anybody reach out to you? Um, we don't want to qualify or quantify that, but as much as hey, you know, did you did you get a reach that you're looking for? Did you connect with others? Yeah. Um, so we put in those testimonials. We also look to see what the data is as far as, you know, how, how many hits or, or reach outs did they get as a result of their episode? So that's another measurement of, uh, of success as well. Absolutely. And I think happy guests are going to share it and they're going to feel really fulfilled as well. You know, having people come up to you and say, I heard your story. And then, you know, just the, 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 the impact and the ripple effect yeah. from that is, is yeah. really endless, right? Because maybe, you know, somebody from another team or within a different department is going to spark a collaboration from yeah. there, you know, so... Exactly. And Norma yeah. Jean, you mentioned something. I, I I wanted to say this about the importance. If I could do it all over again too, and this all yeah. has to do with this conversation, is onboarding. You know, yeah. you have so many new joiners that are well, are coming into the organization, and they're thirsty for um, understanding how your company operates, yeah. um, the leadership. So you know, having your podcast. Um, part of the onboarding journey because um, yeah. in ours it's it's not a day right I mean it's done globally it's also done very well locally yeah. um, and what so wherever average length of time for onboarding with slalom well we have a you know first day checklist uh, yeah. uh, for a, a two week check- checklist a 30 day a 60 day okay um, so it's, it's <laughs> yeah. yeah it's 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 an amazing team and they definitely want to be sensitive to um, what you should really know we don't, we don't want to overwhelm somebody so we really put this into like the two week checklist yeah. um, is that you know this is an amazing resource that you have available yeah. to you to learn a little bit more about um, slalom at your you know, at your convenience when you can. Um, and um, so in onboarding, if I if could have done that in the beginning, uh, we've yeah. hired so many. So we're just now getting that much more integrated into onboarding yeah. as we speak. But looking back, that would have been a really good opportunity to have done in the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I just, you know, we've had such a rich conversation today. It's just, it's it's been so incredible. You know, I think you guys have really been a pioneer in terms of internal podcasting. And, you know, the way that you've implemented it with the organization. So thank you so much, Vimal, for for just sharing what that journey looks like. Because, you know, as a lot of other organizations are looking at internal podcasting, they're like, okay, but then like, what are the steps? And how does it work? And how do we market it internally? And, you know, what does the production process look like? And how does it look like to book guests and and all of that good stuff? So just, you know, hearing your experience and... And, you know, even just from a procurement perspective, right? Like bring in legal, <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah. and we're, we're super familiar <laughs> with that. Like bring it on. We're so excited to talk to you guys about that. Um, yeah. In terms of data security, we, you know, we really thrive. Um, but it's something where it's so important to just bring awareness to that, you know, what's on yeah. your checklist. And then also, you know, when people are coming on board to join your organization, like tell them about yeah. the podcast because they're so excited to be there. And, you know, it's an ongoing resource and, and really just builds community within the organization, yeah. skills, tools, yeah. all that good stuff. Um, yep. Well, well, gosh, Vimal Parker, it has been just such a pleasure to have you here today. Thank you so much well, for joining you. us. Um, thank you, Norma as, Jean. I've had a blast. <laughs> absolutely. This has been 
how to structure an internal podcasting initiative with Vimal Parker, the global sales and talent acquisition content manager from Slalom. My name is Norma Jean Belenke. I'm the head of events here at Podbean. And you are listening to Corporate Podcasting Smarter, which is our series here about internal corporate podcasting and branded podcasts from Podbean. So we are so excited that you joined us here today. <laughs> and Corporate Podcasting hey. Smarter is brought to you by Podbean. We're a podcast hosting and monetizing organization and company. And we are a top business and enterprise hosting solution. So if you have any questions about internal podcasting, ask. <laughs> We've got a link here in the show notes. You can also contact me directly at podcastingsmarter at podbean.com with any questions. We've got some links here for you as well. Um, and Vimal, thank you so much for so taking welcome. the time to speak with us today. It's been such a pleasure. And we'll have a link as well to your public podcast here in the show notes. Thank you. It's been an honor. I've enjoyed it. Thanks for joining us for this replay of our live event episode. If you have any questions about podcasting and want to get in touch with the Podbean team, reach out to us at podcastingsmarter at podbean.com. Happy podcasting.